Yes, hello, I am James Rowlands, and today it's the WNR Christmas Special 2020. I am here all alone in the WNR Christmas Cottage, and I just want to say something. I know I don't deserve a Christmas, even if I did do a good deed. I don't want any presents. Instead, I want to take back every mean thing I ever said to my friends and family, even if I don't take back the things they said to me. I don't care. I love them all. Including Jared. I know it isn't possible to see them all. Can I just see Dan? I never want another thing as long as I live. If I can just see Dan. I know I won't see him tonight. But promise me I can see him again. Anytime. Even if it's just once and only for a couple of minutes. I just need to tell him I'm sorry. I love you. Oh my god, what's that? Is that Santa Claus? <coughs> um, not quite Santa Claus, but I've got a big sack I'm here to empty for you. It's Dan! Dan's back! What the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> I took a wrong turn somewhere down the road and... Jesus Christ, well, all the things to come down my chimney. Dan is here on the WNR Christmas special. How are you doing? I am doing very well, thank you for asking, James. What have you been up to? Well, James, um, it's it's been a bit of a tricky one, but I, I've I wasn't expecting to be here, so I've just whipped up a quick, just a quick monologue of what I've been up to. And the name of the island they found me is Mandarin for Purgatory. I've been stranded here for five months. I dreamt of my rescue every cold black night since then, and for five months I've had only one thought, one goal: survive, survive, and one day return home. The island held many dangers. To live, I had to make myself more than what I was. To forge myself into a weapon. I am returning, not the boy who was shipwrecked, but the man who will bring justice to those who have poisoned my podcast. My name is Dan White. So, Dan, you are back, and it has been the 18th of July since uh, last time. Can you believe it's been that long? It's been a while. <laughs> it's been so long. And like I said, we were doing it, and like I said, due to... Everything that was happening with COVID and just everything else, uh, scheduling issues and everything else, there's been a lot of changes since you left. So, seeing as you're here, you here a little while? I can remain here a little while, yeah. <laughs> My sleigh's uh, parked nicely on the... What we're going to do then, I think we'll look at uh, a few things of what you've missed and, of course, uh, tucked away... Uh, hidden safely are the year end predictions as well of course we did last year and we might even have a time for a game or two but like i said there has been a lot of changes because you know but usually i like doing it by myself don't don't i you know james solo is the only way i've ever known you as do you know what i mean and, and usually that would be the way i'm not gonna lie i have uh, seen a few men since you've left dan um, you knew it was going to happen. I've even done it once with two guys. <laughs> well, you know, I didn't expect any less from you. But, you know, a lot has happened, like I said. And, of course, we've got some excellent people now in the team that is the WNR. You know, long gone the days of uh, Jared and Dwayne. Now we've got people like Jaxie Scarlett, who we do the WWE events with. Of course, Mind of Monty, who's got the NXT takeovers. And uh, we've got the AEW stuff as well. So you have missed a lot. I mean, what's been the thing that you've missed the most, do you think, in the past uh, few months? 
Um, just coming here, having a laugh, just relaxing, you know, just speaking to all the million and million of listeners that are there in listener land. Yeah, well, I think that uh, it's been it's been strange, and I, like I said, it's it was a bit difficult at the start. But uh, I think, you know, like I said, the dub and R, we made it work. And, and I think, you know, we're definitely on site. And to have you be able to come back and uh, to see all these lovely, I say see, to be able to talk to all these lovely listeners, I think, you know, it, it's a great thing. And hopefully 2021 can be as uh, good as uh, 2020 was back. And it has been a shit year, hasn't it? You know, It has been an awful year, not just for wrestling, but for the whole world. Every sporting events has been being cancelled and you know no public gatherings all these systems and it has just been a complete drain i think uh, that it's been absolutely awful but what we're going to do like i said we're going to go what has dan missed so we're going to catch up with uh, wwe nxt and aew and of course uh, covid and me too but nxt did return um nxt uk inside bt sport studios and we had piper niven and kaylee ray tearing house down a couple of times in fantastic efforts i mean there's no doubt about these two women uh, going at it and of course i dragon off versus walter because we've been building up that all year haven't we you know that confrontation and the problem was that uh take, we didn't have a takeover of course they cancelled dublin uh so those two men i mean they absolutely killed each other it was it was probably one of the most brutal matches that i've ever seen in my life because there just there was no care for the other one you know and that's basically what we saw there uh, and also they introduced the heritage cup heritage yeah heritage cup new thing for next to uk of course uh, because uh they're having to do it inside bt studios and the kind of talent that they've got the heritage cups came around and a kid who is the kind of the new uh guy shall we say who was trained by tyler Bate and trent seven won the heritage cup beating trent seven in the finals uh of course now he's the champion and he's going to go against now tyler Bate. and tyler Bate is making his first appearance i think off nxt uk uh, i would say the majority of the year uh, we've had the problems with uh, UK wrestling and things like that. What do you think the fallout's been like? How do you think British wrestling has dealt with Me Too and everything like that that's happened? Um, you know, again, with the Me Too and all this coronavirus, it's kind of put a halt to all the proceedings wrestling-wise at the moment anyway. So I think it's kind of given all the companies a chance to kind of cut down, analyse everything that they've got, and then, you know, proceed forward with you know, their current rosters or made changes to their rosters. Well, Marty Skrull has not come back to Ring of Honor. Uh, they've kind of, he was the head booker there, wasn't he? Now, but that was kind of development. And since it all happened, he has not been involved whatsoever. Will Ospreay has kind of gone about his life back in New Japan now, and he's been resting kind of the major events. Uh, that's been a while since we've done that as well. But, uh, and Pack finally made a return to AEW, but we'll get onto that in a little bit. Uh, he returned and they've kind of not really used him right. Pete Dunne, has made his way back now. Uh, but someone like Joey Ryan, who, of course, we were huge fans of, or I was a huge fan of at the start of the year, of course, is um, trying to sort himself out, but not really working. But anyway, we're going to watch a bit of NXT UK now anyway. So, to clarify this, are they fighting for the Cup? Well, our Heritage Cup is on the line in this one, uh, so he can defend it uh, like a championship belt. But, of course, we've got the round system because we're going old-style British wrestling. There'll be five three-minute rounds. You can get a, a pin attempt 
during it, you can end at any time, really. Or it will go to the judges afterwards as well. Do you like that kind of change? It's a little bit different, isn't it? It is something different, yeah. You know, it's it's not something that's happening on every other wrestling show, which it's always you know, something a bit dif- different, a bit historic as well. So yeah, you know, I'm I'm all for the the round system and the point system. I think it makes sense, and I think when you try and sank a little bit different, because obviously NXT is is the way it is, and I think with NXT UK people have compared that. I think, like I said, it's been a terrible year. Jordan Devlin, Devlin, when we met him, were we really? No, so. he was a bit of an arrogant prick. Yeah, and it, I think it showed with everything that kind of came out. I think it helps British wrestling, though, doesn't it? You know, because at least you can weed out the people that maybe uh, were weren't as good and of course there's a lot of people in NXT UK now that have had to take a step back but it's good at Tyler Bate because of course we started the year how long ago does this feel now right we started the year doing Magnificent Seven when we're looking at the seven best British wrestlers can you name all seven wrestlers go on that's a test um Drew McIntyre Marty Skrill um Will Ospreay um Pack from AEW so you got NXT UK UE, NJPW, uh, Pete Dunn. Pete Dunn, yeah. Pete Dunn, what's that, five? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've said Marty. Yep. Party Marty. Um, By the way, well, that's a girl's name. I don't know if anybody said that. That's a girl's name. <laughs> and Path. Right, so we definitely had McIntyre. McIntyre, Dunn. McIntyre, Dunn, Bait, Osprey, Skull. That's five. We had seven. Dunn. Pack. Done and packed. There you go. That's how magnificent. That's how easy. But let's also say we started this year doing that, folks on British wrestling. Then the whole world went to shit, and then the Me Too happened afterwards. Of course, we're break between rounds now. It's nice to have a little drink. But if a wrestler can't go three minutes without having to have a drink, <laughs> what kind of athlete? Just think how long an Iron Man match would go <laughs> <laughs> if it was round based system as well. A kid. So, what do you think of a kid? I mean. This is probably one of your first looks at him. Uh, we did see him, I think, debut. Uh, but what do you think of the name? What do you think of the look? Do you think I he's don't got potential? Like the name. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, within these three minutes, you don't kind of as much time to build momentum as you should expect to. So I think that's kind of a bit of a downside to it, at least, anyway. I think A-Kid looks, uh, for his look anyway, I think he, him and Bate are quite evenly matched. I mean, he's a, like I said, a good-looking lad. So there's no doubt they've got a lot of potential. But I, I do think that with a takeover happening this year, I think Volta, would, Volta wouldn't be the NXT UK champion at this point. I think maybe they would have pushed it on. If we're looking at him being dominant, maybe someone like A-Kid can take it up. But, I mean, Tyler Bates' match with Volta that we had, I think, at the start of the year at takeover yeah. was one of the most you know, classic matches out there. So does, do you think Bate or Trent Seven deserve a chance against them? Or do you think it's a, uh, an opportunity for like a younger guy maybe to step up? I think it is an opportune moment for someone to grab the brass ring with both hands and not let... I think this is what you're seeing now as well. It's a certain type of wrestling that British wrestling gives you that you don't get anywhere else. Well, this is, you know, holds and counter holds throughout the three minutes. This is actually a wrestling match. As opposed to... Jumping off things, doing silly things just for the pops. <laughs> well, we'll get on that in a bit when we talk about AEW. But like I said, at the moment, NXT UK is kind of delivering what it should in ring. You know, this kind of uh, different worldly feel to it. You see Aker trying to get bait done. And you know what? I haven't done a watch-along in so long either. And of course, this is the thing that surprised me when 
you know, you, you read into it and watch-alongs are a thing that everybody does now. And we were doing this five years ago when no one was. You know, and I'm not going to take credit. You know, we don't want any credit for it. Just it was something we used to do and uh, actually worked out quite well. You think about the amount of events that we've, we've watched. You've covered, it's covered everything since 2015. And you think about May 2015 to this point now. Well, it's not just that. It's all the stuff from 20 years ago as well, from WCW, ECW. Oh, I couldn't believe we'd, we'd watched the first Nitro, and then recently in WNR, we'd covered WCW in 2000. So we had been watching WCW for years, from, like I said, the beginning of Nitro to the NWO to Goldberg to it kind of falling off the mat, uh, falling off the face of the earth as it did. Do you prefer bait more rugged like this or clean well, shaven? He's, he, he's kind of going down the Daniel Bryan route, isn't he? <laughs> he's going to be coming out with a wooden trophy soon. <laughs> Once he wins the Heritage Cup, yeah, he'll switch well, it up. He is uh, a vegan as well. Well, bait is just an incredible athlete. There's no doubt him being on Magnificent Seven, there was a reason for it. Is there a stronger man in NXT UK? Is there a stronger man in WWE, what we've seen with Bate? Pound for pound, I don't think there is. He's been so impressive recently. I say recently, in the last three years of watching Tyler Bate. Does it worry you, though, that we are, I'd say, 90% likely not to see Tyler roster? Not because he's not talented enough, but because he's not what Vince McMahon, not how Vince McMahon wrestles. He is a perfect wrestler. He's absolutely brilliant, but... Not in Vince McMahon's eyes. Well, this is the thing. I think if he went up the main roster, they'd probably put him on... Tw- you know, 25 Live still going. I was about to say, it's the 205th episode a couple of weeks ago. Oh, yeah. yeah, and uh, the main event wasn't bad, but there's a couple of guys that I just didn't know. Now it's set in like NXT arena, so there's nothing really to do with 205 Live. But I think Bate, if he went up the main roster, would probably be cre- treated uh, a bit like a cruiserweight. Do you think he'd be treated better if he went to AEW, which is a thing that I've seen. No un-Canadian wrestler has won the AEW World Championship. It makes you think Bret Hart should come out of retirement, really, and go, you know, I mean, give it a chance in AEW. I think with Bate, he's a great athlete. I think what would be nice to see is him giving a proper run on NXT, you know, in an American show and seeing what he can do there. So I think mixing it up with North American title... In my eyes, there's no doubt he can be a top contender, but there are certain things kind of holding him back. Tyler Bates just got a pinfall. Well, Bates is 1-0 up against A-Kid now. So what is it, first three pinfalls? It's whoever's got the most pins at the end. So it's going on this. Yeah. So if Bates, yeah, at the moment, Bates is in the lead. A-Kid, can't believe it. He's apoplectic how upset he is about losing that. And the thing is, Bate will know everything about A-Kid because he trained him. So from the ground up, it's like the old expression, I taught you everything that you know, not everything that I know. Yeah, but in order to defeat your teacher, you need to have been taught by your Yeah, that's a, that's a, I know that's a very well-known... <laughs> very known fact. It was on catchphrase the other night. <laughs> I saw that, I actually got, yeah. So we're into round four here on NXT UK. The Heritage Cup is... So what do you think of the BT Studios? I mean, it's not done too bad a job, really, have it they? It's tight. I mean, it's... Literally a ring inside a room. That's it. I think you can see Gary Lineker over there. <laughs> now, Bate bringing it to A-Kid. It's not about just winning the match. This is, I think, Bate at the moment is trying to teach A-Kid a little bit of a lesson. Bit of respect. You can see him there just saying, like, just remember who you're going against here. That was nice by A-Kid, though, managing to evade Bate. And it, like I said, there's certain types of wrestling. It's kind of high-flying stuff. But these guys are almost connected in a way, even when, like, with a pin attempt. 
Well, I think for the whole entire three minutes, they don't lose bodily... You know, there's always a move, a counter move, someone on the back. You know, that is absolutely brilliant wrestling. Yeah, Damien Priest annoyed me when he hit a falcon arrow like Johnny Gagano and sent him halfway across the ring. And the point is, is that how are you going to go for a pin attempt if you just sent your... Yes, it looks cool, but yeah. in in a wrestler's mind, you want him as close as possible so you can get the job done. And this is exactly what we're seeing now. I don't think a kid, even with the sleeper, is going to make bait either tap out. We might make him pass out, but bait just looks in fantastic shape as well. Yeah, well, bait was escaping from the sleeper hold, and a kid transitions beautifully into an armbar, a triangle choking as well. Ten seconds left of the round. Bait's not tapped out yet. Power, power bombed him. Well, bait went into the cover there, and you think if there was maybe five or ten seconds left, he maybe would have got the job done. And sometimes it's like football, isn't it, where you miss a chance. Is he going to live to regret that? Bait, the first NXT UK champion, could become the second Heritage Cup holder. Seems like ages ago that Bait won the NXT UK championship. I mean, Dunn and Vault, I think, held the title for like 600 days both each. So that's... I can't even work out the maths there. Hang on, 3, 6, 9, 12. It's like four years. That can't be four years. We're 2016, the UK tournament. Fucking hell. But you think, like, you know, AEW's been going, what, just over a year... Three champions. Yeah, that's true, yeah. NXT UK is... Three champions. Three champions. <laughs> One of them is Canadian. And Kaylee Ray's become the longest reigning uh, NXT UK women's champion now as well. She's only the second. I think, t- yeah, Tony Storm and... Well, Ray Ripley, Tony Storm, and now Kaylee Ray. Yeah. Uh, with the tag team division. Grizzled Young Vet. I think Gallus are still tag team champions. No, I mean, they've had it. Like, yeah, no, yeah, I was, yeah. I, on so long since I've seen tag team wrestling. Wow, A-Kids just managed to get... A surprise pin on Bate, levelling it up 1-0. Well, Bate got caught there, maybe a little bit overconfident. So if this is to go to the judges so far, who do you reckon's uh, been the more impressive? Well, I think that move there from Aikid probably the most impressive move in the... I think they're very even at the moment. I think Bate maybe had a lot of control first couple of rounds. I think Aikid now has slowly come into it, like I said, nearly had the submission in the last round, and now testing Bate. I would say at the moment, I don't want to be a cop-out answer, I think it's even going in to round six. The last three minutes. Oh, it goes to a sudden death seventh round. Wow. So basically the round plays out until one of them wins. We've not seen two moves that we love from bait. Or even the bait and switch, yeah. There's so many moves, bait. Oh, there you go. When he caught a kick and he didn't want him falling out of the ring. Wasting... A minute or so. Nice power by Bait getting Aikid back in. Aikid with the knees to the head. Makes Bait drop his arm. Well, that was lovely power by Bait. But Aikid managed to turn it into a submission. And now a pin. Oh, Tyler managing to kick out. Ah. A huge step up in Zaguri there from Aikid. Completely rocks Bait. He's struggling to get up. Super kick. Oh. Nearly hit his clothesline, but blocked by Aikid. And Aikid's trying to try for this submission. And he's trying to get the arm across. Bates fired it now, but into a pin attempt. Oh. Tyler Bates was caught napping. And Aikid is still your Heritage Cup champion. A little bit annoyed with himself there, Aikid. Nice, again, nice little bit of chain wrestling, keeping hold of the other one. And Aikid getting the, I would say, a bit of an upset there. The student beating the teacher. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I, I don't know what's happened with Tyler Bay. It seems like he's kind of uh, slowed his momentum down now. You know, he was the hottest property on NXT UK, but he's helping enhance younger talents, and there's not really many younger talents than Tyler Bay anyway. 
Well, that's what the thing. That's a great point. The thing we've got to remember that Bate is still in his early twenties, you know, and he's still got a hell of a future. What are your thoughts on Aker? Does he impress you in this match? I would like to see a normal ma- match with Aker, you know, just so it's not so broken up and it's more than three minute windows. But yeah, you know, he has a certainly has a lot of potential, especially being taught by. Well, this that's it for NXT UK, and that's it this year. It's kind of not really developed as much because of everything that's been. Uh, but let's hope in twenty twenty one they can actually knock out a couple of takeover events uh, and then we can actually build from it as well. Because when you have to think who the tag team champions are, maybe they're not giving it the time it deserves. But we've got A-Kid and, of course, Volta and Kaylee Ray as the kind of champions at this moment. Are we going to see any respect? If I was A-Kid, I'd hit Bate with that trophy. Go on, smash him with it. Good show of respect there from Tyler Bate. You wouldn't expect anything. Well, Bate saying, you might have got me there, kid. A-Kid, back one day. I'll get the pin back. But there you go, NXT UK. So it's not been too bad. We move on. I mean, because one of the things I'm sure that you've missed has been uh, NXT. Because we've had the updates uh, after. Because we had NXT in your house. Then after that, we had NXT TakeOver 30. There has been a shitload going on in NXT. Um, The main event, Karrion Cross defeated Keith Lee for the NXT title. And <laughs> take over 30. So, of course, we'd seen Keith Lee beating Adam Cole uh, and then losing to Karrion Cross in his first title defence. TikTok. Uh, which wasn't great. Io Shirai, uh, Kai. Adam Cole had a great match with Pat McAfee, actually. That was a really, really good match. Yeah. Uh, Pat McAfee has impressed me. He's an arsehole, but his promos have been kind of second to none. So, on Pat NXT. McAfee, he was the guy that used to do like the. Talking smack, so he was just like an. Yeah, and then he came out and started having a go at Adam Cole, disrespecting undisputed here. Adam Cole said, "Well, you never get in the ring with me." And then one time, Pat McAfee, Cole, which kind of started this rivalry from Takeover Thirty, even leading to War Games. Um, also, Damian Priest won the North American Championship. Priest has been uh, on a roll this year. There is something about his look. I look at him and go, you know, we talked about Vincent Man style wrestlers. That guy is just. Some of his facials and some of his looks, you're just going, no, you know what? He is going to be a big, big star. And they've been banging out takeovers or special events every couple of months. So they've not been stopping. Yeah, yeah October, we had takeover 31. And my problem with this is that we didn't really have a big enough build. We had Carla Riley versus Finn Balor cool. for the NXT Championship. Well, that was a bit of a tasty match, wasn't it? It was a hell of a match. But before we got the Karen Cross, who'd won against Keith Lee, had to vacate the title the next week. Uh, because of a shoulder injury, so he's still... Well, I say he's, he's just returned, but I'll get on that in a minute. Uh, you had Finn Balor beating Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa. Well, the four of them had a 60-minute Fatal four, uh, Iron Man match, Fatal 4-Way. No, not Fatal 4-Way, sorry, like, elimination. And it was uh, Cole and Balor who drew the match to all. They then had a match, at, it was like the um, final four it was known, and then there's special NXT the week after. Balor won the title. And then Kyle O'Reilly, just, it's kind of come out of nowhere, really. Nothing comes out of nowhere, James. There's only one <laughs> thing that comes out of nowhere, and that is an RKO. A KOR. Well, like I said, I talked about Aya versus Volta uh, earlier. The Finn Balor versus Kyle O'Reilly match. Finn Balor broke his jaw, thanks to O'Reilly in that one. O'Reilly suffered uh, a, a, a ton of injuries as well. EO Shy defeated Candice LeRae. They've been feuding over the NXT Women's Championship as well. Uh, Kashid destroyed Velveteen Dream. 
the Velveteen Dream is over in NXT as we know it. You know when everybody was saying he was going to be the next big star? Dream he said at some point you have to kind of, potential is only certain. Uh, Damon Priest defeated Johnny Gagano as well. And those two, their chemistry this year has been fucking brilliant. There's no doubt about it. And then on to um, Halloween Havoc. Halloween Havoc was a great event. They brought it back uh, for NXT. And Gagano beat Priest for the North American Championship, sending through a fucking haunted shed. I'm a fan of Cameron Grimes now. Him and Dexter Loomis had a great matchup. Yeah, I know you've been saying to me he was your, you know, uh, really, really entertaining stuff for him and, and Loomis. And Io Shai, Candice Ray in a ladder match. And Candice took a bump. And she went, you know how you fall off the ladder and go out the ring? She fell like that, yeah. feet first, into the ladder. Fucking Looked hell. like she'd fucking died. Like, <sighs> honestly. And, and that was Havoc. Havoc was really, really fun. And then we went, moved. And then <laughs> Leon Ruff. Do you know who Leon Ruff is? Yeah. Right, Leon Ruff. Uh, Gagano won the North American title from Priest. But he's never successfully defended that championship. So this was his second time. So he had to spin the wheel, make the deal type of thing. And he had loaded it in Leon, in Leon Ruff's favour. Uh, so he could face him. Leon Ruff fucking... What, if Johnny Gagano's a small guy, then Leon Ruff's fucking, you know what I mean, attack him at Janoku type. Uh, and Priest interfered, Ruff won, and became North American Championship. And then when he went to the stage and put the belt round his waist, it fell on the floor. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, move, and then we had war games. And of course, Pat McAfee had been getting with Adam Cole. And uh, what we're going to touch on now in NXT is the fact that Pat McAfee... He had Ridge Holland, who came out and attacked Adam Cole at the end of a takeover, but that wasn't good enough for him. Uh, and Ridge Holland got injured, so Pat McAfee needed a couple of new guys to join his team to fight the Undisputed Era. We go to the episode of NXT, one of the, one of the ones that I actually... October 21st, 2020. This is a very important matchup because it's, it features a tag team that we've loved for a very long time. It was meant to be the Undisputed Era versus Breezango, but mysteriously, there'd have been a lot of injuries going on backstage. We weren't really sure what was going on. Yeah, so it was going to be the Undisputed Era, but they got mysteriously taken out. We don't know who injured them. Uh, so we talked about War Games, which was the most recent takeover as well. We had a fucking awesome War Games match between Team Candice and uh, Team Shotzi. You had Candice LeRae, Dakota Kai, Raquel Gonzalez and Tony Storm, who's now a heel now. They've turned a heel to kind of fit into this. Going to get Shotzi Blackheart, Ember Moon, Ray Ripley, Io Shai. Io Shai from the top of the War Games cage with a trash can on her fucking head, diving off in the crowd. Oh, it was it was one of those moments I'm going, what the fuck are you doing? And that was after the fact Ember Moon hit uh, an eclipse on two chairs on Dakota Car as well and basically exploded her face. Johnny Gagano defeated Damian Priest in the rough to retain the North American Championship and Loomis finally beat Cameron Grimes to kind of end their feud there. Oh, and talk about hard-hit matches. Champa versus Thatcher at TakeOver. I heard about that. Oh, yeah. my God. The blood coming out of Thatcher's ear afterwards was unbelievable. Uh, but that's it. We're focused at the moment on the NXT Tag Team Championship. So, Breezango, the NXT Tag Team. Yeah. <laughs> Would you, Adam and Eva? Yeah, well, Breezango upset, I think, the, the world when they won the Tag Team Championships. Funnily enough, I was watching the Royal Rumble the other night. And Breezango comes out and everyone was... Do you remember when that was an absolutely huge... Race? That was massive, wasn't it? Was it going around football stadiums, everywhere. I think it got to like number four on the charts or whatever it was. But they've got... Trying to go a little bit serious, Breezango. 
not not obviously overly serious. They're still wearing pink and black. Yeah, well, you know, being how dangerous pink and black can be, but uh, they're they're both informing. But I mean, I've been trying to explain to people how good Lorcan and Birch are. Why are they such a great tag team? Why do we like them? Well, you know, you've got Danny Birch. He's kind of like your typical Brit style wrestler. He's you know absolutely absolutely brilliant, old school. Um, just a great wrestler on his own. And then you chuck only Lorcan into the mix, uh, mix, who, you know, he has got the British strong style wrestling included, but as well as the American kind of cookie cutter wrestling style as well. So, you know, you just got absolutely brilliant, immense talent from the pair of these guys. And neither of them give up. Well, they've worked so hard and they've been in, they have had opportunities and every opportunity they've been given. And we've seen them do this and delivering great matches, whether it be an NXT or being moved to 205 Live. Or NXT UK, they always give everything they've got. And there's a kind of, with tag team partners, they've meshed so well that even though Lorcan is a single star, is great. But with Birch added on as well, it's got kind of got the veteran experience, the kind of, the, like I said, the British style bringing into it. It's just, it's been one of my, they've been my favourite tag team, been our favourite tag team now, for, especially for the past couple of years, because they deserve an opportunity. And there's no doubt that this match is the biggest opportunity that they've had and they find themselves in. Absolutely, and again, it's something that is quite saddening to say, but this is probably the highest level that they're going to be able to reach. You know, Danny Birch, he's not a spring chicken anymore. You know, he is getting on a bit. I'm sure he's doing a lot teaching all these younger wrestlers that are coming up, you know, the ways of the ring. But this is kind of them. So, you know, for them to achieve this in their peak, absolutely. I mean, without doubt, I think this is a team that is going to be there for the majority of times to put others over and we've seen them having wars with Undisputed Era before as Tyler Breeze now going to show a little bit of aggression and Tyler Breeze do you think he's had a failed career I mean you know I was bigging him up as kind of if he was a little bit taller being the next Shawn Michaels do you think he'd be happy with what he's accomplished do you think Fandango would well we start off with Fandango Fandango when he first come into it you know he was this ballroom dancing kind of character of a wrestler wasn't going to go, is it? It was going to be one of these, you know, have a match against John Cena, have a couple more matches, eventually be kind of moved down the card until you're fighting on. But for him to go, well, you know, I'm not happy with that. Teamed up with Tyler Breeze, I think, you know, this has been the best thing for both of them to do. They found some good ground, you know, they're having good matches at the moment. They're not getting lost in the shuffle. As, say, you know, what an Ascension would have done or War Raiders or, you know, any other tag team not hit it straight uh, out of the park. I mean, nothing... WWE still hate their tag teams. There's no doubt about that. And NXT, uh, this year, have only had the tag team titles defended once at a TakeOver event. And I think that shows you how... And, and I was I was talking to this with um, the NXT guy and saying how if this was AEW, the, the people... Like it was with the women's division, I think people would be saying, look, the tag team division is just not good enough. You need to do work... But there's some reason it's just either getting forgotten about. I don't know why. I don't know if it's just people going, "We'll leave leave NXT alone" or whatever it is. But I feel the tag team. But I feel it's been that way the past couple of years yeah. with the division. You know, like I said, the War Raiders came in, kind of got moved up, and then we didn't really see much of them. Well, I think you know they've not changed the tag team tag teams in NXT WWE overall for. So, you know, it's not the tag team's fault. It's the booking. It's the position they've been given on the show. It's the fact that they're not being able to defend their titles. But you look, you know, you look across the waters at AEW, their tag team division is absolutely thriving. Um, so, 
you know, you can kind of... But why is that? Give more time to the tag team division or just have more tag teams in general? In general? Um, well, you know, it could be that one of the uh, senior members of staff at AEW, or two of them, are in the tag team together anyway. So they're like, right, you know, we need to focus on the tag team division. Omega's kind of fronting the heavyweight title division and Cody's kind of like in the mid midway title <laughs> division. So, you know, they've all got... Their reason and Brandy Rhodes don't really wrestle. Charge kind of doesn't put anything for the women's division. I think that's true. And Danny Birch there just took out Tyler Breeze right over Barry Cade. And now Fandango's got a fight, a difficult situation. But Suplex now is looking for that leg drop to finish things and retain the tag team titles. Beautifully hit. See, that's, that's a classic finisher you don't see anymore, isn't it? A leg drop off the top. And Come he... on, Hogan's atomic leg drop used to put people away for about an hour. Well, I think that's the move that beat Jericho at WrestleMania when Fandango got the job done, but it didn't put Birch away. Managed to get the shoulder up at two. Two. So Fandango's going to be frustrated. He just hit his best move and couldn't get the job done. And Danny Birch definitely needs a tag. So DeLorkin and Birch need a tag team. I know they've kind of like they've got their Britam connection. I just, yeah, I've always called them Lorkin and Birch. I think they're so good. That they might not even need a tag team now. You know, if you say Lorcan and Birch. Yeah. I mean, what would you call it if you were going to come up with a tag team name? I mean, the Britam connection's not... Two tough bastards. <laughs> <laughs> the TTBs. Right at the moment, Danny Birch and Tyler Breeze down in the centre of the ring. Breeze well, got... they could have the um, Kurt Angles tag team. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in my eyes, they are the world's greatest tag team. Fandango thought he was going to help out his partner there, but got caught himself. No Lorcan on the apron. Tyler Breeze targeting that. And they talk about the aggressive side. We wouldn't really see Tyler Breeze doing that before, but at this point in time, right on the target. Well, Tyler Breeze looking to go up top, but the veteran that he is, bouncing against the ropes, crutching it. And now he's got them up. For a cutter off the top. Looks like a Nigel McGuinness Tower of London there. He would be proud. Can't turn Breeze over, though. Now he does. Oh. Well, Lorcan into block Fandango, but they both get pushed in. Pin, breaking it up. And now all four men are down. Two teams, given everything they've got to become tag team champions, or for Dango's case, and Breezango even, to keep the tag team champions. Wade Barrett's back as well, I should say, on commentary. I say, yes. he joined WWE in September. Mauro Ronaldo left. Yes. <laughs> I knew my petitions were getting through. <laughs> Barrett's been doing a great job, as now Breezango doing a great job. Double super kicks. To both Lorcan and Burt. Going to go up top and finish this match once and for all. We're going to see stereo leg drops. Oh, wait a minute. Here comes a guy in a mask. What? He just pushed down Fandango. Referee can't see anybody. Oh. Danny Burch hitting a low blow. What is he doing that for? And now setting him up. What a double team move. DDT. Free. <laughs> well, the double team DDT gets the win, Dan. But it's, it's bittersweet, this victory. <laughs> And new NXT Tag Team Champions, finally, Lorcan and Birch. I'm really happy that Lorcan and Birch won the Tag Team Championships, but Danny Birch hitting a low blow. WTAF. Well, we are men. Only Lorcan, Danny Birch, finally win the gold here in NXT. And the guy with the mask, giving him a hug. And I wonder who that is. Well, it looks like Pat McAfee's jaw. Well, it's just great to see the NXT gold. Round the shoulders of Lorcan and Birch. And I think we all know who that is. It's Pat McAfee costing the Undisputed Era a chance at the tag team titles. Lorcan and Birch get it. Ridge Holland was injured. 
And Pat McAfee needed two of the toughest guys on the roster. And do you know why Lorcan and Birch did it for? Why? Money. They money. sold out for money and opportunity. And, and, Dan, this is difficult to argue against. For three years, this team were working their asses off in NXT and never got a proper opportunity. Pat McAfee's come in with money and their first title, proper title opportunity with him there, they win the gold. Well, you know, if, if that's how you want to do things. Well, the problem is, though, is that that's only three men. And the Undisputed Era have got four. And, of course, we all know about Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish. Adam Cole and Roderick Strong, they would face in war games against the team of Pat McAfee, Owen Lorcan, Danny Birch, and the newest member of the team, also doing it for money, also making his return to NXT, is the bruiserweight Pete Dunne. Isn't that incredible? That is... When you think about three guys that we've followed for, for so long, with Lorcan and Birch, and especially Pete Dunne, getting the opportunity together as a team... Pat McAfee is a guy on phenomenal on the promos, but now you've got Pete Dunne, who at War Games as well started at number one and went the distance. He's the guy that can fight them all. You've got the kind of veteran in Danny Birch and what Andy Lorcan can bring now. Still NXT Tag Team Champions. Dunne is mixing it. He's in a match now to find out. He was in a match, sorry, to find out the NXT Championship, who would be number one contender. Came up short. And now we know in the new year, it's the next NXT event is going to be Kyle O'Reilly versus Finn Balor. Pete Dunne is still a huge part of NXT. What have you thought of it? I mean, you just heard about NXT. It's been really, really good as well. It has been changing, yeah. You know, it is, it's good to, you know, know, despite me not being here, that things in the WWE still run correctly. Well, especially when you think Pete Dunne we've been a fan of since we've not, never seen a boring Pete Dunne match. He was our wrestler of the year probably about two years ago. Lorcan and Birchard tagged him the year and then finally get an opportunity with someone like Pat McAfee. Yes, they came up short against the Undisputed Era, but it's still great to kind of get that exposure. All right, move on to probably your least favourite thing, AEW. Because I know you've hated that for a very long time. They produced their worst pay-per-view in September with All Out. It was 11 matches on the card, Dan, and it was just not very good. You had Matt Hardy almost dying in this match against Sammy Guevara. They came off 20 feet, and Matt Hardy head bounced off the concrete. They cut away from the match... And uh, then they went back, and Matt Hardy's kind of fallen over everywhere. You're thinking, is this actually real? And it was. He had suffered a concussion. But Tony Khan said, no, he didn't suffer a concussion. Um, you know, and that's why it was my holy shit bad for fucking AEW. Is that, is that what caused Rebby Hardy to go on Twitter and kind of pump some fucks into Tony yeah. Khan? And the concussion protocol. And now they've got protocol in place now to kind of sort these kind of things out. Um, we had also as well, I mean, the, the whole event itself, I mean, match eight on the card was Matt Cardona, Zack Ryder, you know, Scorpio Sky and the Natural Nightmares, Dustin Rose and QT Marshall against the Dark Order, defeating them. Brody Lee came up short there as well. It just wasn't a very good pay-per-view. Of course, all the AEW fans I asked said it was one of the best shows of the year. Um, the best match, uh, oh, uh, the FTR versus Kenny Maker and Adam Page match. Adam Page were tag team championship champions up until this event. FDR were became the champs then. It just all in all, it wasn't a very good night. And then full gear uh, in November, they kind of improved it a little bit because um, Moxley faced Eddie Kingston. I've not been a huge fan of Eddie Kingston, uh, but the barbed wire match that they had, Moxley's been doing this kind of standard promos. And then hardcore matches. 
for like his main event stuff. He's done it with Archer. He's done it with Brody Lee. He's done it with uh, Eddie Kingston. Now MJF defeated Jericho to get into the uh, inner circle, as it was, and uh, the match of the night, well, the match of the year, because the AWWR Wars have really come out, um, uh, and our match of the year was the Young Bucks versus uh, FTR for the tag team championship. Went half hour. And and it was, a, you know, we talked about tag team wrestling. It's a love letter to tag team wrestling. Steiners, Dudleys, Hardys, all those moves in that match. Yeah. And the finish, how do you think they finished it, right? So what are FTR, the Revival, known for, right? They're fists, not flips. And the ending was uh, fucking Dax Harwood going, do you know what? No, I'm actually going to take a chance here. He went up top. With like trying to hit like a fucking spring ball 450, and the young bucks moved and got the fucking pin with a super kick. And Matt Jackson had the injured leg, so he, and that was the whole build up to it. And he actually got the pinfall with the in- just all in all, fantastic storytelling. And Kenny Omega versus Adam Page, Page lost to Omega, and Omega become the number one contender at that event. Leading on, winter is coming, uh, which we're gonna get on because I think that is kind of the biggest news in uh, AEW at this moment in time. What happened in winter is coming. Of course, we had a new uh, AEW world champion in Kenny Omega defeating Moxley. And then Omega saying, well, if you want to see what I have to say, tune into Impact because I'll be there next. So now it looks like Impact and um, AEW have got a connection. And that's not forgetting NWA with uh, Thunder Rosa and Serena Deeb have been a part of the fucking AEW roster as well. What are your thoughts on AEW actually becoming, reaching out, and you know what I mean, in multiple promotions. I think it's incredible. I think it's absolutely brilliant. Um, <clears throat> you know, crossovers. I think, you know, this is should have been something that wrestling pulled the trigger on years and years ago because it's going to bring a lot more eyes that wouldn't necessarily be there onto the product on both sides because, you know, who would want to miss it? Well, that's what I'm saying. It's, 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 it's been uh, this the incredible thing of... Impact Wrestling, uh, and I don't know if the Good Brothers are going to go to AEW and maybe face the Young Bucks or FTR. If the if the North are going to face FTR, if um, Kenny, that one the AEW guy, like I said, uh, Ultimate One gave an absolutely fucking brilliant suggestion in the last podcast, and he was talking about Kenny Omega becoming Thanos, and basically with Thanos going around and getting the Infinity Ring, uh, getting getting the Infinity Gems. Well, funnily enough. <laughs> In October, Triple A announced that they were working with Lucha, Funko, Pop, and uh, Triple Mania. The first five characters in Marvel's Lucha, Leon, Venom, Venom, Terror, Purpur, and uh, Captain um, <coughs> Captain Marvel supposed to be right. Arachno, Spider Man, Leo Rush. Captain America is Daga. Venom is uh, Black Tom, Terror, Purpura, or Thanos. Brian Cage. Wow, that's pretty smart. And it took. Prominent position on the card, take a plan. Well, like I say, Kenny Omega is a triple A world champion, so that's one gem. AEW world champion would be another gem. Impact wrestling champion would be another one. Um, NWA beating Nick Aldis would be one. And then to complete the set, go to Ring of Honor and get the job done like that. I mean, when, when he told me, I said, just take my money, because that is such a great idea. I think, and what they should do as well, do all that with Omega that they want, but have Adam Page being the man that defeats um, Kenny Omega because he's come, his tag team partner came so close. Don't forget, in the very first AEW show, Jericho beat Page for the AEW World Championship the very first time round. And Page, I mean, he's 
this year, Page has been great because it's even coming out like his uh, entrance way. It's like a uh, famous Yeehaw man, and it's all this or oh, can be bothered to wrestle at sometimes. And it, the Page characters just work so well this year. I think it needs the kind of payoff. Uh, we're, AEW though has been AEW, and like I said we had Winterfist coming, so we had Omega win the title, but we also had the return of um, well, I say the return, AEW's debut of Sting. Uh, this was quite incredible. Did you manage to see any of it? I saw it. Yeah. What were your thoughts with Sting? Because <laughs> I know you're a huge WCW fan back in the day. Sting huge must WCW have been. Huge WCW fan. Huge Sting fan. But, come on, really? <laughs> Honestly, I was happy to see Sting in some capacity. Don't get me wrong. But it was, really? You know, it's you've got Jake the Taz pissing about. You've got JR. I mean, do you really need any other old faces? Arn Anderson. Come that Conan the other bloody week. <laughs> do you know what? I, I loved it. I love the presentation of it. The snow coming down the set. Tony Schiavone going, it's Sting! 20 years after he was in WCW. And then coming up first off the past, going to Arn Anderson saying, we've done this before as you as a horseman. And then going to Cody Rhodes and saying, you're the present only now. And then looking at Darby Allen going, and you're the future. Because we've got the same face paint. Well, even if they do that, hasn't Sting become more interested in, in 10 minutes of AEW program than he did in three years in WWE? I mean, what do they do with him? Drop him out of WrestleMania. At least this Sting is the Sting from WCW. It's the old Sting. It's the don't have to say anything. Comes out, look at you with a baseball bat, rather than him getting neck broken against Seth Rollins. Do you know but what I mean? Is it going to be the... Is he going to be there to be put over? Is he going to be to be there to put Darby Allen over? He Sammy could be Guevara over. He could be the AEW Undertaker. Imagine that coming out at special times. But you don't need an AEW Undertaker. You don't need a version character that's been in every other wrestling. You know, you don't want an AEW Goldberg. You don't want a Stone Cold. You just want first. I think that would be fair to say. I've I really dug it, and I thought that uh, with Sting coming in, builds a bit of interest. The character perspective of him has become more interesting now than I think it was in WWE. And I think that was a case of him being a, a, a WSW kind of stalwart maybe going, we're not sure how they, they use him. But I think with this thing, the baseball bat didn't have to say fuck all. And I know he did the promo the week after, but the whole point of like, it's that excitement of going, oh, what could happen? But again, you know, he's, what dream matches could you possibly fathom him? That is an excellent point. He because, has signed yeah. like a multi-match matches, but... You know, there's no one else. Oh, I'd really like to see him go against, you know, Chris Jericho. It's something that's happened before. Maybe that is probably one of the only lines that they could cross. Chris Jericho. But if he was to have been, you know, there are a few. Sting versus Undertaker. But, you know, that is a match. The kid in shitting myself to watch. Well, if the rumour has it that he asked WWE, he says, look, give me the Undertaker match. Do it like we did the Boneyard match. Uh, against AJ Styles, we'll have it at WrestleMania or Survivor Series or whenever. And they said, no, it's, it's just not going to happen now. So he's gone to AEW, signed a contract. Yes, he can't be a worker like a, with a Kenny Omega or Sammy Guerrero or people like that. But I think maybe even a kind of the conscience of AEW. You know, when, when the Hills are maybe like, you know, double teaming or, or Saints not right, coming out with a baseball bat and going, look here. Fucking, I'll, I will be down there to fuck you up if you don't sort yourselves out. I think there's a little bit of a potential there for the character. But I think AEW has kind of embraced this COVID. And I think that moment is a moment that's going to be looked back in, in years to come as like one of the first proper AEW historic moments. Yeah. But that was made by like WWE wrestler. But again, you know, what moments have been made in uh, AEW? 
that haven't performed at WWE or WCW wrestlers. You are starting. You've come back. And you go, do you know what? I'm just going to start. This was interesting. I mean, with Moxley, I mean, do you consider Moxley like a, an ex-WWE guy? Because, like, if it was Dean Ambrose, I maybe would. But Moxley's different to Dean Ambrose. I, well, I actually call him Moxley. There's no way of me calling him with Dax Harwood and fucking the other fella, Revival, or even FTR. It's a, Dawson. Dash and Dawson. It's a, you know, but with Moxley, it's like Brody Lee. For me, it's like it's no longer Luke Harper. It's you know, and, and I think it shows you a different side. Yeah, but I think Mox is who he. If WWE let him run with it, no, we're just seeing Mox uncovered, as it were, or Ambrose uncovered, Ambrose exposed. We're seeing him being what he wanted to be. Well, but the thing is, is that a lot of people because Miro, of course, Rusev's come to um, AEW now. Matt Hardy obviously joined AEW with that. Uh, Moxley and people, a lot of people saying they're WWE rejects, but. If and you sort this one out once for all, if they left WWE, got offered a contract, and didn't sign it, are they rejects? Because a lot of people are still saying they are. Well, no, no, they're not. They're not rejects, but you know they're going out on their own. You know they're doing their <laughs> own thing. I, I wouldn't say rejects per se, but you know it's someone that was kind of treading water in WWE that have gone to AEW to get a chance. You know Jericho, he was what. Being a sexy piñata for Kevin Owens while holding the US Championship, not doing too much, goes to AEW, bang, you know, top of the bloody roster. Well, that's one of the things I liked about Kenny Omega's uh, promo recently with him saying, if it wasn't for me facing Chris Jericho at uh, Wrestle Kingdom a couple of years ago, there would be no AEW. So I am your creator. So I kind of like the Hill Omega kind of working there. But there's a point that we were talking actually off air. And when AEW first came around and we're talking about Cody Rhodes, Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, what was your point? Go on. Well, my point, obviously, when it first came around is they're going to want to be champions. You know, and it may not have been within the first year, but, you know, you've had Cody Rhodes, TNT champion, Kenny Omega, current AEW world champion, Young Bucks, current tag team champions. You know, they've just Jeff Jarretted the shit out of it, haven't they? <laughs> I can't win a title, so I'm going to make my own company and win the title. And that's why Dan doesn't watch AEW anymore. AEW <laughs> doesn't watch me either. So, yeah, that's you know, true. That, is mutual. That is true. Um, all right, so coming up, we're going to have a look at WWE. Uh, since, of course, Dan has returned, we've got the year end predictions, and I think it might be time next for maybe a game or two. It's been a while since we've played with each other, and I think we will next. Move on to games, and um, of course, one of our old favourites. Let's dust off an old, old favourite, because we haven't played it for so long. Well, James, that island changed and forged me of something, and I've come up with a... You've come up with a new game? I have come up with a new game. All right, then, why don't you... uh, Tell me what your new game is. Well, James, it is called Charles in Charge in honour of our favourite WWE referee, Charles Lil Nate Robinson. These are matches that have taken place in WWE history. And basically the question is, was Charles in charge of that match? Excellent game. And it only took you five months to come up. <laughs> it, I had a lot of long nights. And and a team of helpers pushing me to... All right, hit me. Right. So let's go with quite an easy one. Cena's 16th world title victory. Yes. Uh, yeah, he was. <laughs> yes! 
<clears throat> I thought it was going to be a bit harder than that, but yes, you know, a bit of deliberation about it, a bit of guessing and umming and ahhing, but no. Yes, Charles was in charge of John Cena's 16th world title. Okay, James, right, giving you the easy one. Flair's 16th world title victory. But as he was awarded the title by Kevin Nash, we go to that took place later on in the evening. Do you know who that was against? DDP. No, James. It was, in fact, Jeff Jarrett. That's J-E-double-F-J-A-double-R-E-double-T. So we, are we deep in 2000 at this moment in time? We are balls deep in 2000. <laughs> was Charles the... I don't think he was... He used to ref, ref a lot of Ric Flair's matches. There's no doubt about that. But Nick Patrick was the head referee in WCW. Um, I'm going to say that Charles was not in charge of that match. Well, James, it was Vince Roos the three. But Charles Robinson was in charge. He got knocked out during the match. So, James, Charles was in charge of Ric Flair. But he didn't make the deciding four. I mean, he was in charge of yeah, the but match. did he make the end count? He was the referee. For that match. Uh, but, yeah, like, right, like, oh, Hebner was referee for that. He got knocked out, and then four other referees did, and then Charles Robinson came out. Would you count Charles in charge of that match? Single but he made the, he was in single. charge when he... Okay, so do you want me to give you that <laughs> No, no, I don't want to I'm just saying, you wanted me to fight my corner. Well, Charles was technically in charge of most of that match. Yeah, but the question wasn't, was Charles in charge of the majority is, of the match? Was Charles in charge <laughs> of the match? Was Charles in charge of a little bit of the match? He was in charge of most of the match. <laughs> All right, all right, take it. Right, was Vince in charge? <laughs> yeah. No. yeah, the question wasn't if Vince Russo were in charge to make the free count, then I would have said yes. Okay, right. We're, there's still a few kinks to iron out. Okay, Triple H's 14th world title. It was that against Randy Orton or something? No, uh, hang on, don't tell me. Royal Rumble, wasn't it? It was in the Royal Rumble, so... Hold. And Charles being in charge... Means he's at ringside. But there's probably the two or three at... at ringside. Yes, then, he's one of the three at ringside. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> well... Who was the referees at charge at ringside then? Are you sure he didn't come down? Cone. Yeah, all right. <laughs> he was the one that actually raised. Okay, James, well, let's, have, let's have an easy one. A match that I know you've definitely seen. Orton's 14th world oh. title victory. Now, I might be confusing that with Drew McIntyre's second WWE title reign because he did defeat Randy Orton. Um, head in the cell. I fucking watched it a month ago. Um, and wait a minute. I don't even know if Charles was on Raw or SmackDown. He wasn't in Bailey's match because someone had a go at, but Bailey had a go at someone in there, man. Reigns. I'm going to say, no, he wasn't in charge. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay, right. So let's go and do a few first. We will have John Cena's first world title. First world title victory. Right. So that was in 2005. WrestleMania 21. He was on SmackDown at the time because he beat JBL. And Charles Robinson was well known for being free. But was he in charge? Do you know what? The more I think of it, it's actually not a bad question because you definitely know the wrestlers that were there. And you think, well, who would be the... I would say, no, he's not. Charles wasn't in charge for Cena's first title. No, Charles wasn't. Okay, what about Roman Reigns' first fuck? Uh, Reigns' first world title. What the fucking year is that then? 20... When did Shield break up? 2014. Rollins won it. 
and then Rollins and Ambrose feuded, and then WrestleMania. What WrestleMania was that? Thirty. That's into thirty-one. Reigns was in the title hunt against Lesnar, but probably didn't win that match. And it wasn't Sheamus because he has been champion against Sheamus, and Sheamus cashed in. So who did Reigns beat then? Before he didn't beat WrestleMania thirty-one. Reigns come up short. Rollins was champ. Rollins was a champion majority of 2015. Reigns then must have been... Was it against Triple H's first? No, it wasn't. Who did Roman Reigns beat for the first world title? Dean Ambrose. He beat Dean Ambrose. He beat Dean Ambrose. And you are correct. It is in the latter parts of 2015. And it was at a pay-per-view. Oh, fucking Survivor Series. They faced each other for the... De- wow. That's a long time ago, that is. So then Reigns won and then Sheamus cashed in that same night then. So the question is, will Charles in charge? <laughs> That's the question. That is a question. Not which wrestlers was involved. Not what paper. Can you remember it? Not, not who cashed in against him, but the referee that was in charge of that match. Fair, fair enough. Uh, <laughs> uh, no. Yes. Yes, he was. Oh, correct. Yes. Okay. Dean Ambrose. First world. Wow. All right. Um, so his first world title. Was that cashing as well? Did he win Money in the Bank? Oh, he beat Rollins. Money in the Bank. So Charles was in charge for Charles was in charge for this one as well. He's head referee now. No, Bastard. it was uh, Dean Ambrose. It was a Money in the Bank cash-ins. Who was Wallins going against? Roman Reigns, yeah, because Reigns. That was the night all three Shield members held the world title. And it's the night we realised Jared had cheated because he got a perfect score that night, and that wasn't right. So no. said... Of that one, oh. yeah, I'd said he was. He was not. Okay, let's round out the Shield members. Seth Rollins first. Fuck! Come on, you've you've gone past this. Is it, he beat cashed in again? Hang on a minute. So Ambrose and Rollins' first titles were cashins. Just shows you how I don't want to go on a rant here, but it just shows you how important the Money in the Bank briefcase is when used right. And you give these two guys an opportunity to cash in. Was it a cash in though? Or Ambrose? Or did he? Uh, or did he have the Money in the Bank? Yeah, well, it was a cash-in because it turned into a triple threat match, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. But the how important the money bank... Anyway, I'm going off piste, as I know. So, Rollins, referee... Who was the referee in the match that I said he was in charge and he wasn't? He was in charge of Reigns. <laughs> yeah. He wasn't in charge of... So, I'm going to say, yes, he wasn't if it's on Raw. No, he... Okay, let's move away from the Shield. Let's go to CM Punk, his first world title. That was a cash-in. <laughs> <laughs> how observant I see, I see I see how you work this one out um, cash in well he cashed in his very first world title opportunity against I want to say Edge on this day and it was on Raw because Batista had powerbombed Edge and then Punk came out and did it if it's on Raw at the time I'm going to say Charles was in charge of that match. Unfortunately, no, James. Okay, last one to try and redeem yourself now. Right, what's the scores right at the moment? Can I break even? Or correct. correct. Right, so I can so break you even. you can break even. <laughs> now, this one, James, is going to take you back a bit. And it is Goldberg's first WCW world. No, he wasn't. Nick Patrick. James. <sighs> Charles was in charge of Goldberg versus Hogan <laughs> on 6th of July. <laughs> How many times have we fucking watched that? Especially on a fucking podcast. Motherfucker. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's a good game, though. Good game. Good game. Good, 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 game. Game. good, good game. game. Good game. Good game. All right. So, um, weirdly enough, you've shown up, and I have got the WWE magazine. Of course, I bought that because I thought you might be round. 
So, of course, what we do, we used to do, is we basically open it up, delve, dig in deep inside, and reveal the treasures of what we've got. Now, this is the best of 2020 edition, so go on, Dan, why don't you open her up, and let's have a look. Best of 2020 this year, Well, that's what I'm saying, 2020 has been so bad. I mean, Dan took half the year off, and it didn't really matter, do you know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't miss anything. He didn't really miss anything. He's caught up in a, in a kind of friendly two hours. Well, that's pretty sealed there, isn't it? Opened your bag. Oh, you opened it. Oh, I'll, I'll stick my hand in first then. Teeth up to the elbow, James. You know I like it. Oh, I've got something big and long in my hand. Wow, let's have a look. I think it's a poster. It's supposed to what? <laughs> <gasps> it is. No. Wow, what are the chances? Ricochet on the front. Who's on the back? Oh, some dickhead. <laughs> Randy, Trish, Lita and Batista. That is the most weirdest combination... <laughs> I've seen in my life. <laughs> well, yeah, but again, pretty cool ricochet. Oh, yeah. I went Christmas shopping uh, the other day, and I bye bye poster. I <laughs> purchased the ricochet elite series along with a Drew McIntyre series as well. Have and they, have they met each other in the ring. But, but if anybody interested in uh, any my figure collection, then please send us an email. Maybe that's something that we can start doing next year as well. Dan, why don't you? Put your arm in my bag. <laughs> oh, it's all wet. Oh, wrong bag. I have got some power of positivity. Wow. Well, there you got to... Around my arm? <laughs> no. Well, uh, power positivity. quite a bit when the New Day break up. Um, oh, didn't I, didn't I tell you? <laughs> oh, yeah, New Day's uh, been broken up. Yeah, um, Biggie's... Biggie's on SmackDown, yeah. yeah. But don't worry, they've given up on Keith Lee already as well, so that's good. That's all right, then. Oh, hang on a minute. That's quite a big one. Oh, my goodness. It's what I've always... ring and hacky sack. Sacks and hacks? What is a hacky sack? Is it American students use? Well, whatever it is. Oh, no. Oh, that's quite a cool key ring. It's like a WWE key ring. The key ring is separate to the hacky... Oh. Keepy up kind of beanbag, I think it is. Oh, do you know what? Yeah, do you know, that's not too... Let me throw you my happy sack. Oh, <laughs> I know. Go on, let's see. Dan is trying it now. Let's see how many he can do. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, Wow. That was impressive. We had to obviously edit that for time, but in the end, 784 kip-ups. Did you like the way that I, I handled your sack? Uh, uh, do you know what? It's been so long since someone's handled my sack that I really, really enjoyed that. Especially in person. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Tango. What, W popping candy? <laughs> it's about to try to poison boys and girls. What? <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. He's, just, he's opened it up and he's going to put it to his mouth right now. Can you get it? Oh, he's got it. What's that like? Eaten for days. Is that actually popping candy? What's it taste like? <laughs> There you go, so that's good listening. Oh my god, I've just opened a magazine up, Dan, and you're going to fall in love with Pete Dunn. Look where he is. You know, you know. <laughs> Did you know that? I know Ricochet. Alright, so they've got games here. So we just played your game, so we're going to play WWE Kids Magazine games. Fact or fib, Dan? Seth is from Boston. Fib. Answers on page 50. <laughs> Seth was the first ever NXT champion. Fact. Seth has never won the Raw Rumble. Fact. <laughs> Seth has been a tag team champ with three different partners. Fact. So the first one was a lie. The first, second one was a fact. The third one was a lie. The fourth was a fact. 
everybody listening to that after we've just had to look through the magazine. I bet that makes all the sense in the world. I got four out of four. <laughs> all right, more Seth Rollins, because I know that's what you're saying. Uh, what year did he win the WWE and US Championships? Um, 2016. That's not an option. 2012, 2015, 2019, or 2020 are the years. 2015. Beating Brock at WrestleMania. It's not an option. <laughs> Matches versus Dominic Mysterio. Debuting with The Shield. 2012, 2015. 2012. 2012, it wasn't it? Yep. And of course, beating Brock at WrestleMania was 2019 in a singles match. Yeah, well, that's WWE Kids Magazine. And, uh... Not too bad. All right, so we'll move on then, and we're going to go talk about something that's uh, very near and dear to our hearts. Now, of course, that's predictions. Now, predictions, points. What are the bonus leagues, Dan? Go on, explain for anybody, if you can remember. (laughs) We have four... We have AEW, NXT, WWE pay-per-views, and we also have a bonus. Yes, and when Dan hasn't been on here, then, of course, we had to stop that. But... At that point, of course, there probably won't be a forfeit this year because, like I said, it's only been half a fight. But you'd be pleased to know, Dan, that I have kicked fucking ass since you've been gone only once. And that was from three guys who did me in. And that was all. And i tell you what, at TLC, I proved them all wrong as well, didn't I? Came back stronger than ever. Smashed all three of them. I smashed three guys. I smash anybody who gets my way, Dan. Man, woman or child. And like I said, one near enough everything on predictions. But this year, for scores, NXT was 3-1 to me at this point. AEW, somehow, Dan was 2-1 up. I've no idea how he got 2-1 up. He had fluked his way to 9-8 as well. I have no idea how. And in WWE... I lead 6-5 to five when it comes to WWE pay-per-views. So at this moment, if my calculations are correct, you are on 17 points, I am on 18. Not only have we got the year-end predictions coming up, we've also got these envelopes, Dan. Oh. Now, these envelopes were the last time we were going to do a podcast, which was Slammiverse Extreme Rules. Now, of course, like I said, due to everything that happened, that never happened. So I put these predictions away. Little did I know that nearly six months later from the event, we would be opening again with a chance to potentially win on bonus points. Because every year we think we've gone great in the year end, and it never happens. And what are the year end predictions for anybody that's never listened before? The year end predictions at the start of every year, we make predictions who the champion's going to be, you know, matches us, and just loads of other bonus like leaving a company joining another company anything and you know them predictions could mean win or lose at the end uh, that's what we're going to do we're going to put extreme rules the main event which was the swamp fight between braun and, and bray on in the background and we're basically going to go through the predictions here to see who wins so that, like i said we have no idea who we went for and because it was so long ago as well so there is like i said slammiversary <laughs> and extreme rules here Right, so we'll do it first and foremost. I think that would be fair to do. So we'll just, like I said, because I can't remember what actually happened. We've got the main event on now. So the kickoff match on it was Kevin Owens versus Murphy. And we didn't have that down as predictions. So obviously we're not going to uh, count that when it comes there. So it was Cesaro Nakamura defeating the New Day for the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championships to start off the show. Dan, who did you go for in that? Uh, tag Team titles. I don't know why. I've actually written it on there like that. <laughs> no, you ain't got that one. All right, well, that's a good start for you. <laughs> that's uh, 
Well, what should I do then? Should I give me a point because I got that right? Or not, not award a point because I got one? I've been here for seven months. You probably ignored me when I said write the tag team titles on there. Where's your envelope? Is anything written? <laughs> Why have you written that? Oh, I don't know. All right. Well, let's see. If I end up losing Extreme Rules, I might call this back into it. So let's start again. All right. Fucking hell. So we've got Nikki Cross versus Bailey for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Right. Who have you got on that one? I have got Bailey. All right. I've got Bailey as well. So that's the point. Yay. Uh, next up, Seth is Rey Mysterio. I went Rollins. I went Rollins. That's uh, another point each. So that's two all there. I can see where this is going. Oscar uh, versus Sasha Banks for the Raw Women's Championship. Nobody's ready for Oscar. I went Oscar as well. That's three all. And then you've got Drew McIntyre versus Dolph Ziggler for the WWE Championship. I've gone Drew. A fucking, have you got a US title match on here? Yeah, so, yeah. the US title match didn't even take place in it, and we got that as a prediction. And so McIntyre and Ziggler, we both went, that's, that's four all. Main event, Bray Wyatt versus Braun Strowman. Dan, Braun. who'd you go for? Huh? Braun Strowman. I went Bray Wyatt. Bray, Bray won the match. So there you go. Even if we're discounting, didn't even need it. So five four to me. So there you go. I take nineteen seventeen lead, but Dan can pull it back now. With Slammiversary. Right. All right, so we started off Slammiversary, which, of course, took place July 18th. Uh, and it was the Motor City Machine Guns defeating the Rascals, a tag team match, and they were surprise entrant. So we're going to get to the mystery team. My mystery team was the Good Brothers. Um, with, the good, oh, with the Good Brothers winning. Go on. Uh, mine was the club, Anderson and Gallows, with Anderson and Gallows winning. Right. This is going to go well, isn't it? We had them Moose. It, oh, what was it? oh, sorry, the, the opening match, uh, the Motor City Machine Guns came out who as they? a mystery team, and they won. Huh? Who are they? What do you mean, who are they? It's Alex Shelley and Chris Sabin. Yeah, they're fucking... Oh, no, seriously. Like, you know fucking... You've seen them, mate. You, no, we haven't seen them in, in actual person, but then we had Moose anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Nil-nil, move on to the next match. Moose versus Tommy Dreamer. In a TNA World Heavyweight Championship, old school rules, I've gone for... Moose. I too have gone Moose. And then we had the gauntlet for the gold match to number one contender for the Impact Knockouts Championship. Who have you gone for? Kylie Ray. I went Kimberly. And Kylie Ray won by last eliminating Taya Valkyrie. So Dan goes 2 1 up there. Our next match is Chris Bay versus Willie Mack for the X Division title. I went for. Win it? I went for Mac. Who do you go for? I went for Chris Bay. And Chris Bay won. So that <laughs> takes a three-one lead. Maybe you should have just done Impact predictions all along, hey? Maybe. And then we had tag team match for the Impact titles: Ken Shamrock and Simi Callahan versus the North. I have gone for the North. I too went North, and it ended up being the North winning that one. And then the Impact Knockouts Championship on the line. I have gone for... It's Gina Parazzo versus Jordan Grace. I've gone for Parazzo. I went for Grace. And Diana Parazzo got the victory in becoming a Premier Championship. So 4-3 onto the main event. <laughs> and it is the Impact World Championship. Eddie Edwards, Trey, Ace Austin versus a mystery opponent. Who was your mystery person? Eric Young. And who was your winner? Eric Young. And... 
the mystery people were Rich Swan and Eric Young. So I guess I'll give you a point for that. And your winner was Eddie Edwards. So you win that 5-3. So right now it is 1918. So it didn't make a bit of difference at Dan. You see what happened there? I got a point eight. <laughs> right. So <laughs> point each, yeah. I mean, I'm sure it was worth it. And then what we're going to do now is we're going to have a quick look back at WWE because we talked about... Uh, but only a quick one because, like I said, we've got the WWE W&R Awards coming out um, at the start of January. And, of course, we've got the NXT ones coming out in our very next episode. So that's something to look forward to there. But with WWE, Roman Reigns returned at SummerSlam with a new heel character and absolutely changed the game. If there was a crowd now, he would be getting cheered. Obviously, that they didn't want to happen. His story with Jey Uso has been absolutely brilliant. You've been keeping up to date with the, the family feud between Jey and Roman. The fact there's no fans, you can hear them talk to each other. Hell in a Cell, great match. Of course, started at Night of Champions. And then a, a Survivor Series of McIntyre. And Reigns beating him, but thanks to Jey Uso. And that's going to be, uh, like I said, we saw TLC. Kevin Owens uh, against Reigns. And, of course, we saw what happened there. Uh, and, of course, Drew McIntyre versus AJ Styles. McIntyre, of course, lost the title. You weren't around for Randy Orton's 14th world title. How do you feel? Uh, I, I feel gutted. I do. It is, you know, not only for Randy Orton to become a 14th world champion, but to become a 14-time world champion. At the expense of yet another one of your guys, because we see Randy Orton, your former guy, Bobby Roode, for the US Championship. Oh, yeah, 2017 called. They want their reference back, all right? But that's what I'm saying. The thing is, I lost the predictions that night because I went for McIntyre. And, my, you know, fuck it. I don't care. You know, reputation. We love McIntyre. He won the title back. Um, not a bad match. And, of course, Randy Orton's gone on to feud with uh, Bray Wyatt now and The Fiend. Uh, McIntyre's been all sorts of stuff if you were right now if you haven't watched you know where would you see Wrestlemania going at this moment in time um, I would see it going if I didn't know anything well no like I said you've <laughs> just come back now you've not really seen a lot of WWE recently where where have you, do you see what you've seen back in this picture where do you think WWE have Heading been at Wrestlemania I would at- say Roman Reigns versus The Rock. The head. Do you think they can get The Rock? Um, <laughs> well, I don't know. That Goldberg now has come out and said he wants his match with Reigns that we didn't get at this year's Mania. And we still don't know if we're going to get the fans in attendance as well. You know, and, and like I said, there's been a lot of changes in COVID, but I, I think WWE have done as well as they could. The introduction of Thunderdome was actually not too bad. And uh, like I said, the product itself, the wrestling it's been all right. It's always at a certain level. Sometimes it's difficult to watch Raw and SmackDown every fucking week. But, I mean, that's kind of always, you know, especially with all the clips and stuff like this. But, um, you know, with WWE, have they done much else? Survivor Series, The Undertaker. You've been talking about The Undertaker for time for a couple of years now. Do you finally believe it's the actual Undertaker's retirement? I, I believe so, yeah. I believe it has been around an awfully long time. I think it is time for him to <coughs> hang up his hat gloves rain mac and you know just put us into helping out younger wrestlers being a writer or something you know something for wwe that can actually benefit from him yeah i mean it, it hit me it hit me hard because obviously uh, we've done four uh, podcasts about the undertaker now and yeah it's just one of these things i don't really believe but what i hope happens is obviously not this year but the following years wrestlemania if the undertaker can have the undertaker entrance just one last time in front of a full crowd 
I think that would be a great way to pull off the Hall of Fame career. And like I said, imagine in NXT now, you're going, who's your trainer? Oh, it's uh, you've got Robbie Brookside and Winnie Regal over there, or you can be trained by Michael Triple H or The Undertaker. I mean, that is pretty impressive, you know. All right, so now it's time. We know the scores are level. We know what's going on with WWE at this moment in time. And um, oh, who's your pick for the win of the Royal Rumble? If you were going to do it, of the Royal Rumble, yeah, well, next year's Rumble. Yeah. This, this, in January, like I said, the Rumble coming. If you were going to go right, there's one guy. Well, from what you've told me, Goldberg. Yeah, do you know what? That's probably a good shot. Everybody wants Big E, but I just don't see it happening. All right, Dan. This is the year-end predictions for 2020. This is the final, <laughs> the final piece of the puzzle in your hand. What WNR has basically been all about for six years. Can you see it wasn't tampered with either? Like 2019. Smells like pre-corona. Getting vaccinated. Can you just see you've not, I've not opened that at all? <laughs> yeah, that's clear, clear enough. Well, no. Like I said, we made these last year. I haven't got a fucking clue. <clears throat> Fuck's sake. <laughs> Oh, way off base on a couple. All right, let's do this then. Possibly for last time, but probably not because we had so much fun here. <laughs> we are going to do year-end predictions. Um, should we just start from the top and work our way to the bottom, or do you want to watch bottom up? So do you want to finish on the WWE champion or start on him? Uh, we'll start on him. All right, we'll start. Yeah. All right, so... <laughs> All right, so first up, your WWE champion, Dan, is... Brock Lesnar. My WWE champion is Brock Lesnar. <laughs> I think we really? can see, yeah, what mind frame we were in. Um, Universal champion. You go first. Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns. <laughs> that's one of the ones I thought, that's that good. That's a point. Yes. We are on a roll now. Intercontinental champion. Oh, fucking Mine. Hell. Drew McIntyre. You gave Drew the Intercontinental. Mm. Yours is Drew. Yours Mine. is. Mine. Buddy Murphy. <laughs> US champ, I've gone Seth Rollins. I've gone Bobby. Clay. No, well done. Yeah, he's US champ, yeah. <laughs> we are level right at this moment in time. Cruiserweight champion. <laughs> Jack Gallagher. <laughs> oh, good. Well, at least there's one of them. Mine is uh, Ezekiel uh, Swerve Scott, which it's again... As I swear, Scott, he did challenge for the NXT titles this year. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Well, I think we can. It's two points that we should say right at the start, actually. I think you've got more points than that, haven't you? Oh, right. Yeah, fuck it. So, next up, we've got. The Raw Tag Team. Who you gone for? Street Profits. No! He's on fire, baby! I have gone for Usos. Down Tag Team. New Day. War Machine Raiders. Well, New Day are Raw Tag Team Champions, but I can't give myself up, even though they are technically champions. Uh, Raw Women's Champion. Becky Lynch. I went Charlotte, so nothing there. Smackdown. I've you... gone for Charlotte. you got Charlotte. I've gone Sasha Banks, and she is Smackdown Women's Champion. Yay! Back in the game. For a little while. Women's Tag Team Champions. The Bukaki Warriors. Mine is Natalia Lacey Evans. <laughs> I don't know Fucking what hell. the fuck I've done there. Pick two random names. Shit me. Who's your NXT champ? Well, Keith Lee, then Dunn, and then Gagano. So none of them. <laughs> yeah, I went Keith Lee as well, and he lost a fucking title, didn't he? Uh, NXT Tag Team Champions, I went to Time Splitters. <laughs> it didn't even last a match. Mustache Mountain. <laughs> uh, NXT Women's Champion. Raya Ripley. I went Candice LeRae, and she has been feuding with Io Shai recently. 
Um, not NXT North American champ. Velveteen Dream. Dominic Dijakovic. <laughs> <laughs> Again, not bad. What are we on next? Is it Impact? No, we do Impact. Uh, no, we do UK title. Who's the NXT UK champion? Tyler Bate. Aya Dragunov. Uh, UK tag team Mustache Mountain. Mandrews and Webster. Uh, NXT women's champion. Niven. Me went Niven as well. Me went Niven. <laughs> <laughs> on to AEW. Who's your men's champ? Moxley. Do you know what? That's not bad. I went Adam Page. No one here. Tag team. Private party. Young Bucks. Yep. I should be... Hang on a minute. Fuck. Right, who's your AEW Women's Champ? Britt Baker. Mine's B Priestley. Who's your NJPW Champion? Jane. I went for Okada, uh, and it actually is Tetsui Nato, who's in his third reign at this moment. Huh? Who's your Ref Pro Champion? A-Kid. I went Zack Sabre Jr. It's Will Ospreay. Oh. So fucking <laughs> close there. All right. On to Impact. <laughs> I thought RVD is my impact jack. Fuck her, I knew. Fuck. <laughs> uh, mine's Eddie Edwards. Rich Swan now. Oh, yeah, no, he's he done well, hasn't he? All right. Who is your... Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Who's your men's rumble winner? McIntyre. I went Roman Reigns. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Raw women's uh, rumble winner. Alexa Bliss. I went Baszler and Charlotte. She challenged Ray Ripley. Did you take his WrestleMania opponent? None. <laughs> you got it! You got it! Oh, for fuck's sake. Men's money in the bank. Oh, wins. Oh, <laughs> went McIntyre. What the hell. fuck? <clears throat> Women's money in the bank. Flair. I went Sasha Banks and it was Oscar. Surprise. Full-time. Ronda Rousey. Part-time. Christian. Edge. <laughs> Take that. <laughs> Get in there. Big tick done. Surprise wrestler leaving. Young, young, <laughs> Eric Young. <laughs> you right, Young. Oh, at least, wasn't he? So I guess I'll give you that. Um, I put Nakamura, which probably would be more of a surprise than Eric Young, but each to their own. Uh, three Mania matches: McIntyre versus the Fiend. No, McIntyre faced Lesnar. Yeah. Fiend faced Cena. <laughs> Brian versus the Miz. <laughs> no, right. I put Reigns versus Fiend. That was going to happen until Reigns got injured. So that was the proposal. I'm not going to take that. Lesnar versus Tyson Fury. (laughs) (laughs) I don't fucking know. Uh, Baszler versus Lynch. That was one, yeah. Right, we have got now... One, two, three... Right, we've got four left and five bonus predictions. And the league, who we put down as a league. Right. Right. So, who? what was the Rumble main event? What was it? What did you put? I put Men's Rumble as well. So that's a WrestleMania main event? Brock versus Reigns. Yeah. I put Fiend versus Reigns. Didn't happen. Some main event? Lynch. Uh, Lesnar versus Reigns. Uh, SummerSlam main event. That's a very good question. <laughs> it was uh, these two guys because Roman Reigns returned and then a week later at Payback won the Universal title. I haven't got that written here. Survivor Series main event. Men versus men eliminated. And I've put Raw versus SmackDown versus NXT. The main event was Reigns versus uh, McIntyre and then The Undertaker afterwards as well. All right, five bonus predictions. Oh, for fuck's sake. What's your one, Scott? Got, what's your first one? Money in the bank held for six plus months. No, because Miz won it and Otis hadn't held it for six months. Been cashed in. 
No, but it's changed holder now. <laughs> yeah, but like you said, like you say, um, okay. Sting versus Undertaker. Um, my second one was a wrestler moves from AEW. Um, Dominic Mysterio debuts. Yeah, Money in the Bank cash in successful. <laughs> well, if you've given that Oscar, yeah, no, that's that's Oscar. Cashed in the money and bank. <laughs> That's like you've hedged your bets. So you have gone. They won't cash it in. They will cash it in. No, I'm gonna get one more. Yeah. And then cash it in was my original line of thought. <laughs> uh, Undisputed era on Raw or SmackDown. A wrestler holds two to that one. I'm trying to think. I can't think of one. We'll put a put a line next to that. Um, John Cena returns. No, 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 no. Yeah, he faced fucking Bray at WrestleMania. Did he? Yeah. <laughs> I definitely know about that. Uh, Rousey beats Lynch for the title. No, she did not. And mine is McIntyre becomes champion, which of course happened there. Uh, just going back to your earlier one, I think Bailey. I think she was tag team in women's at the same time. Yeah, I'm going to give you that. There you go. So that's a point for you there. So let's tally them up. That's all of them now. And let's work out how many points we got. <laughs> all right. So at this moment in time, the scores are 19-18. What we've got to do now, though, is add the points. Like I said, two points for a league win. You won AEW and bonus. I was WNXT. So that's another four points added to that. So it's 23-22 right now. So it all comes down to this. One point, who will be the definitive winner of year-end? Dan, seeing as I'm in the lead, why don't you tell me how many bonus points you've got to be added to your grand total? I've got 9.2, my grand It's just got a little bit tense. Well, you need 8 or more? Well, yeah. At the moment, if I got 8 points, it would be level 31-31, and we would have to... Have a sword fight for the win, but I scored. Let me just double check quickly. Let me just double check. I, I scored nine points. So it finished in the end there. If everybody can work that out, 32 31 to me. But what a contest that was. Dan, what are your thoughts on that? I should have done more research. Should have, should have done it. I should have watched more wrestling. But what it came down to. Is not the year end because we scored exam. We both got nine. Your your thing and how close you were. It was just like I say that NXT event could have ended three one NXT. If you'd have got that at that point in three two or been a drawn one of them, that's why in the prediction game anybody listening back on the history of the WNR, that's where we've come unstuck. Is when a draw is as good, but you just can't lose, and that is the problem that Dan is finding out continuously year on year. <laughs> On the WNR podcast. Dan, as we do every year, do you want to bow to my greatness? What did we say? A prepared statement for you? James, you are the king of predictions. You are the king of the WNR. Well, it's it's fantastic to hear that. But anyway, I mean, Dan, what have you thought about being back? I know you came down my chimney, but hopefully you'll be coming out my back door later. <laughs> uh, what do you reckon about being back? It has been good. You know, I've caught up on a lot of wrestling. Um, I found out that I can guess nine things at the start of the year and them actually happen at the end of the year, which, which is nice. In your smiling face, the cottage as well. Like I say, we are in the Christmas cottage. And if we didn't mention that at the start, I should have mentioned that right now, because uh, otherwise it wouldn't have made sense. But like I say, 
it's nice to have Christmas together and be it next week, next month or next year. Like I say, you want to show up here like John Wayne and say howdy partner and by all means. But like I say the WNR wouldn't be where it was if it wasn't for you and sticking with me for so long. And like I said, the growth that we're experiencing now is down for the foundations that we put down. And I'll be deadly serious back in 2015, 2016. And if anything that happens in the next couple of years now is, like we said, is going to move on. Uh, but I just like to say, it's been brilliant that you've been here. It's been great doing special, our sixth annual Christmas special. And like I said, been banging them out for you now, going into our what would be our seventh year, which is quite incredible when you think about it. Uh, but like I say, it's been brilliant. And don't forget, we're across all social media with Twitter at the WNR Podcast. Oh, do you want to plug your stuff, mate? <laughs> That's what I normally say to them. <laughs> Um, yeah, get your windows cleaned by CCW. Yeah, and of course you can at the WNRJR. We're also on Facebook, the WNR Podcast, and Instagram. Across all the Google platforms, send us an email at WNR Podcast at gmail.com. YouTube, the WNR Podcast, for all latest clips and podcasts at the same time on YouTube as they do SoundCloud. On your telly. <laughs> oh, sorry, I could do this, I could do this. Go do on. it again, do it again. Right. <clears throat> and the podcasts go up on YouTube the same time as you do on SoundCloud. On your phone. Yeah. It's been so sad me doing that by myself. It's been worthwhile. Also, Stitcher and iTunes, we can download, subscribe, rate, and review there. So that is it. Our next episode is the NXT WNR Wars 2020 with, of course, your highness mind of Monty. But until then, I have been James Rodens. And once again, I was joined by... Dan White. Thanks for listening, everybody. And Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Right. <laughs>